Hello and welcome to Acknowledge Your Awesomeness. I'm going to pause for a little bit on our goals workshop because I want to share with you why I've been absent the last few days. As you know, I am a Reiki master and have been for quite a few years. I'm also an ex-nurse. In other words, I no longer hold my nursing license, but I did go to nursing school and I was a charge nurse um, for a while. Of course, that's been a long time ago. I'm also a naturopath and um, we're, we're also full-time RVers, my family and I, which means we live in an RV. Um, it's not what most people picture. We actually have several bedrooms. We have a, an actually uh, rather large RV. Um, more li we, I like to refer to it as a cow, a condo on wheels. And we, um, last week we moved from one area to another. Um, to, uh, we were in Virginia Beach and we moved um, almost to North Carolina. Um, for a more relaxing spot to be at for right now. Um, but uh, during our move, we realized our, our dog, of um, he's 11 and a half years old. His name is Shelly Belly. He is a Sheltie. Um, we absolutely adore him. My daughter growing up um, called him her furry knight in shining armor. <laughs> they would, they were, uh, fast friends the day that we got him. We adopted him. Um, he is a uh, full-blooded um, Sheltie. He's purebred, um, but we found him at the shelter. He was a um, double return and not for hostility. Um, he was brought in as a puppy. Um, as soon as he was weaned from his mom, he was brought in um, along with his brothers and sisters. And a family adopted him, took him home for a year and then brought him back because they, after the newness had worn off, they had brought him, bought him as a Christmas gift. Um, when the newness wore off after Christmas, he was tossed in the backyard and left for a year. Um, admittedly from the family that turned him back in at a year old, um, they admitted that they hadn't done anything with him in a year that he had sat in their backyard. They would basically just feed him and leave him there. So when we got him, we were very blessed. He was, uh, they told us they didn't believe he was potty trained because he had been outside his whole life. They didn't, they didn't know what kind of personality he was going to have because he hadn't been around people much, um, that sort of thing. So when we took him in, it was kind of a, a rolling of the dice sort of thing. However, I like to use my intuitiveness and, um, I'm always nervous when getting new pets because, you know, they're going to be part of your family and, and you're promising them a lifetime of love and support and everything that they need from that day forward. So it's not that I'm nervous like I can't do it. I'm nervous because I want to make sure that I can fulfill my end of the bargain for this beautiful, loving animal that's going to come and live with us. So when we picked up Shelly Belly from the... Um, shelter uh, one of the uh, sorry I'll just divert for a quick quick uh, little story because it's kind of funny um we said we said we had a cat at the time his name was Nibs and we wanted to know the the only question we really had about Shelly Belly was which is what my my daughter named him um was will he get along with cats <laughs> and so 
the lady said, well, I don't know. Let's see. So she picked him up. I am not joking when I say she picked him up. She went over to their, they had a cat room where all the cats were hanging out. You know, they had their little climby trees and um, it was windows all around so that you could see all the pretty kitties from the outside of the shelter. Um, so that, you know, hoping to draw people in to come and look at the kitty cats. They had them and had them in the room with all the windows. And so she literally picks up uh, Shelly Belly and says, I don't know, let's find out. And she walks over to their kitty cat room. She opens up the door and she tosses him in and she shuts the door. And there, there's me and my family just horrified. Like we are looking at each other like, what did this woman do? What if he like loses his mind and like, I don't know, rips a cat up or something? Like, cause we don't know. We had never met this doggy before. And they admittedly said they had no background on him other than he had been left in a yard. And so therefore they had no idea what he was going to be like with anyone or anything. And so we watch as these poor kitty cats scramble from one end of the room to the other. I am not joking when I say there was one kitty cat that slammed itself up against the glass, kept running. Even though there was nowhere left to go, it was still running, trying to get away from Shelly Belly, who, by the way, was doing nothing but trying to love every kitty cat in that room. He harmed none of them. Um, one poor kitty cat froze in the middle. All the other kitties ran up the, the kitty trees, ran to the windows, to the corners, to hide into things, hidey boxes, you know, that sort of thing. They did whatever they could to scramble to get away. <coughs> Excuse me. One poor kitty cat just ran to the middle of the room and then froze and didn't know what to do. And so it just sort of played dead. And that kitty and that kitty ended up getting a nice little bath from Shelly Belly. And that's how we quickly learned that he was a lover, definitely not a fighter. So we took him home and he became um, quickly a furry member of our family. And we loved him every day since. Um, and this last week when we were moving from our, the spot we were in, you know, during Corona, we got kind of sidetracked from um, being able to travel. So we decided to go ahead and stop in Virginia Beach where our son is, was stationed in the military and his girlfriend is stationed in the military. And when we decided to move last week, you know, we did what we normally do. We, we packed up, we hitched up, we hauled out and we, we hauled over to our new park where we're at, where we're sitting right on the river. It's beautiful. And the day after we got here, Shelly Belly wasn't doing so good. In fact, he was not doing well at all. He wouldn't eat. He couldn't barely stand up. Um, sorry. Um, he couldn't eat. He wasn't drinking water. We had to actually carry the water bowl to him and hold it under his face for him to be able to drink. So we took him to the vet and the vet said, okay, well, you do realize that he's 11 and a half years old and you know, this may just be his time. Um, Shelties tend to go between um, 11 and 13 years, he said. The average uh, age of death for Shelties is between 11 and 13 years, or actually uh, 10 and 13 years, I think is what he said. Um, and so, of course, that was a, a shock to us because he's always been so lively and so playful and like, 
we go to get him a haircut and every time we bring him back from his getting his his haircut we always say oh look at our puppy because it instantly turns him back into a puppy he always has this puppy look about him every time he goes and gets his hairs cut and so he comes home and he gets all excited because he looks like a puppy again and he's always so lively and he's so fun and he's so loving and he's all these things we totally didn't realize like how old he was until that moment when that doctor looked at us and said, well, you do realize he's very old for his breed. And we stood there and we, we were in shock. What do you mean old? He's, he's our puppy. He, he look at him. He's, he's look at him. He's just, he, he can't be old. We just got him. It feels like we just, we just brought him to, brought him home just, just a year ago, or two years ago. Right. I mean. No, nope, it's been 11 and a half years. So we brought him home and we got him into his bed and we gave him loads of love and we spent the next day, uh, next couple of days um, sitting with him um, while I did Reiki over him. Um, we spent the rest of the time telling him what he meant to our family. Um, how he had changed our lives for the better, how much we appreciated him and all that he had brought into our lives by being our dog, by, by choosing to come and, and be with us. Because I believe he, that he endured what he endured early in his life in order to find us much like the rest of us in life have to endure some awful things, but find our way through to the light, right? To the, to the goodness beyond we all have a story i think we all have a place where we came from and for a lot of us it's not real pleasant right for a lot of us it didn't start out the greatest i know i had some awful things go on in my childhood and then some awful things go on in my teens my adulthood but i'm here i'm standing i have a loving family i have a husband, I have children, I have an adopted daughter that, or well, I call her my adopted daughter. She's not legally adopted. Um, we have animals, you know, we have our fur babies. We've got a kitty cat, Ditsy Boo, and we've got our doggy, Shelly Belly. And, and it, it occurred to me that he had gone through all of that just so that he could become our dog, so that he could become a part of our family. He had survived that first year of his life being traumatic and hard and difficult just so that he could come and be with us. And how blessed and grateful we need to be that he was, that he saw himself through that to come and be with us, to be our dog, somebody that something that would love us unconditionally and be with us when we were sad or happy. It was a reminder spending those two days with him, sitting with him, loving him, telling him what he meant to us. I realized we should be doing this all the time. This shouldn't be a, just because it's a, it, 
seems like it's a deathbed confession almost. You know what I'm saying? It shouldn't take someone lying in their deathbed to decide to tell them all the beautiful things that they've done for you in your life, all the beautiful impact that they've had on you. And when I said done for you, I don't mean because they took your car and had it washed or because they did the dishes. Although those are things to be thankful for. Absolutely. Absolutely show appreciation for those things. But what I mean is, why do we wait till the, the moment that it's almost too late or it is too late to stop, to take the time to say, you mean this to me. You have changed my life for the better. You have impacted me in ways that I can barely express and put into words because they're so significant. They're so altering. They're so life-changing in such a great and phenomenal way. And as we sat and we talked to Shelly Belly and we told him all of that goodness and how much we loved him, and as I gave him Reiki over those few days and we just filled him with love, we literally saw him change. He became healthy again. He's up. He's running. He's prancing. Our vet is in shock. He can't put, he can't figure out why or how, but we can. We've filled him with love. We filled him with energetic healing and love. I'm not going to say that that means he'll live forever, but I will tell you this. I saw it with my own two eyes. I witnessed it. My family witnessed it. He went from death's doorstep to being alive again. And I'm not saying that you can go and heal someone that's dying simply through the power of words. And why do we have to wait until it is that moment to do it, right? What if we could extend a life before they were on death's doorstep? Simply by filling someone with love. Taking the time to tell them how much they mean to us. So my family and I have decided that from now on, we're going to carve time out. We're going to make that time. And it's not gonna, we're not going to wait for a deathbed confession of how much we love each other. Although we never have. We are a very open and loving family. But we realize that we want to go deeper than the love we've been sharing with each other. We want to do like we did with Shelly Belly. We want to sit down. We want to surround each other. And we want to go deep. We want to tell the funny stories. Share the laughs. And we want to do this over and over and over again. So I've decided for myself, from now on, I don't want birthday presents. I don't want anything like that. I want stories. Tell me how I've helped you. Tell me how I've impacted you. Tell me how you love me. Tell me why you love me. Tell me what it is about me that makes me lovable. Because, see, that's better than presents. It fills my soul. It takes away all that nervousness, that anxiety, that fear that I'm not good enough, that I'm not doing enough. And so I sat looking at Shelly Belly wondering, did he wonder? Was he good enough? Did he do enough? Because you should have seen the look in his eyes when, he, when we knew he was dying. My husband looked at me and he said, my God, I think he thinks he's letting me down. And you could see it in his face. He did think he was letting us down. 
And that's what actually spawned us to do exactly what we did. We wanted him to know that under no circumstances was he letting us down. If he needed to go, we would support him in going and we would be right there with him to hold his paws as he went. We gave him the okay, the it's all right if you need to go. We understand. We love you. We appreciate you being with us. But we also told him all the reasons why if he wanted to stay, if he could stay, why? And I'm not joking. I am not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. My doggy went from being on his deathbed to prancing and pawing and dancing again. He's back to being his playful puppy self. And I have no doubt that Reiki and love caused that change. Because see, our vet didn't give us medications the day we went to the vet. He didn't give him any shots. He didn't even give him a treatment plan. He, other than go home, spend time with him, let him know he's loved. And if he ends up in any pain, let me know and I will get medications for him. That was it. And here we are now, three days later. And he's better. And he's not just better. He's do a jig, happy dance better. So... I hope that through me sharing my story, you too will find the time or take the time to tell those that you love exactly what they mean to you, exactly how they mean it to you, why, how. Go dig deep, share stories, share laughs. Let, the pe let people know what they mean to you and why and how they've affected you, how they've opened your heart, how they've blessed your life, how you have gratitude for them being there. Don't wait till it's almost too late and definitely don't wait until it's too late. Sometimes we don't get advanced warning, do we? So... Take time today. Reach out to your loved ones. Don't wait. Share the love that you have for them and ask them to share the love that they have for you. I wish you all the absolute best. I believe in you, sweet unicorn. I know that you've got this. I acknowledge your awesomeness. Have a beautiful day. Namaste.